Perhaps you're listening here today and you're wondering how can my marriage last? How does how does it sustain the the difficulties and perhaps maybe you just got married or perhaps you've been married 10 years or 15, even 30 plus years um, as our team here, Susie and I have been married 29 and Roland and Tammy 29. And mm-hmm. we've told our story. We've been, we, we got married two weeks apart from each other, but mm-hmm. what sustains a marriage? And then also what legacy can we leave for those behind us mm-hmm. in those marriages? And I think too often today, People aren't willing to work through the struggles to be able to sustain this marriage, to see how it comes out on the other side. I know for us, many times we've done classes and we've had people tell us that have been married 30 plus years, I wish I had this message 30 years ago. And so today we have Sally Meredith, one of the founders and co-writers of the Two Becoming One resource that we're sold on it, Sally. Mm-hmm. Our team is sold on it, and we want to tell everybody about it. And so stick with us as we have a conversation with Sally, even from a widow's perspective, after 54 years of marriage. You'll be blessed. What started as a question, God, you created marriage. Can you make it work? Soon became a statement, God, you created marriage. You can make it work. Thank you for joining us on the Christian Family Life Podcast, where we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly in our marriage relationships and mind God's word to see what it has to say about it. Welcome to the Christian Family Life Podcast. I am Susie alongside my husband, Gio. Hello there. And our partners in crime, aka Friends for Life, Roland and Tammy. Hey. Hey there. And we are so thrilled you have chosen to Join us to listen to this podcast to glean some incredible knowledge that you're going to gain after hearing the conversation with Sally Meredith. Sally, we are thrilled you have joined us. And we get the privilege of asking questions about uh, digging deeper and finding out, um, as Gio referenced earlier, about what sustains a godly marriage. And... So let's just get right to it. I know that in your blog that you wrote for us that we're going to be publishing soon, um, you mentioned that when you and Don started dating, it was just six weeks prior to marrying. Can you give us a little backstory on that? Because six weeks is not a long time. So can you give us a little more info? Um, I can. Don and I met in the summer of 1967. Um, I had been on Campus Crusade for Christ staff for uh, four years. Um, I was in leadership, and I loved my ministry, and it was during the Jesus Revolution. Mm -hmm. It was the beginning of uh, amazing things on the college campus. Don um, came on staff in January of 67. I did not meet him um, until the summer, and we we actually, uh, one of my friends fixed us up on a blind date. Um, I had been done with dating, um, the whole dating scene, for about three years. And um, I really was very happy being single. Um, And then Don started kind of hanging out with me. We we really didn't date. Um, We hung out. Um, Didn't kiss, didn't hold hands, nothing. And um, so we, we, we just enjoyed each other. We had... We were just hanging out. So I wasn't thinking anything seriously, Mm. uh, and I don't think he was either. 
So mm. I think he had finished the dating scene as many of us in Crusade had done. And uh, we, were, we were happy being single. Um, so as we were hanging out, um, oh, should I go into this? Tim, yeah. you can cut anything out you want. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> Don looked at me one day and he said, I don't think I could ever love you. And I looked at him like, oh, wow. well, that's honest. <laughs> and I said, well, what are we doing? And he said, I really don't know. And I said, well, I think you need to go get some counseling. <laughs> and we were both 26 years old, so we, we weren't playing games. Right. And um, so when, when he said that, I thought, well, that's, that's fine. I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm done with him. And um, so he went to get some counseling and came back about three days later, and he said, I don't have peace about not dating you. And I said, well, mm. tell me about it. And, and I said, you know, we're not kids, mm. and, and we're not playing games. This is not a game. We either, we either move toward permanency or we don't. Mm -hmm. And he said, I, I know. But he didn't wow. tell me he loved me. Um, we had not said anything like that, and we left each other. Um, went home to, um, you know, meet with our supporters, and and uh, he called me on the phone, and he said, uh, "I want you to pray about something." And I said, "Okay, what?" He said, "Would you pray about marrying me?" And I said, "I already have." And he said, well, "What's the decision?" And I said, "Yes." So <clears throat> I said, "Well, Aww. you know." It's, we can't get married for till next summer, and this was in August. And uh, he said, no, how about December? And I said, no. <clears throat> so we didn't know what we were doing, and <laughs> I got a friend of mine involved, Robert Andrews, and Robert kind of talked both Don and I into getting married within a month. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it was, it was crazy, but I, it, we pulled it off. I borrowed everything, borrowed my night, oh, my... Uh, um, wedding gown and all the bridesmaid dresses and told the bridesmaids they could be in my wedding if the dresses fit. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so it was, it was crazy. So we got married in uh, football season. Mm. Well, what Don and I had not discussed in our six weeks of hanging out <laughs> is that he was an incredible football fan, and I could have cared less about football. Mm. <clears throat> so we got married on a Saturday. He was late to the wedding. Oh. Um, because he got involved on television on some game, I don't even know what it was. But um, after we got married, and it was a it was a short wedding in those days. We had a, a you know cake and and candy in the basement, mints and peanuts, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and he was anxious to get out of there. Well, I thought he was anxious for the honeymoon night. Well, he wasn't. Uh, so we got out in the car, and he started turning the dial. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm trying to get the score to the Texas game. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't get it. I still didn't get it. But we were in Colorado, and, you know, the uh, uh, um, television and radio was minimal mm -hmm. in the 60s. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, we, we were driving up to Vail, and uh, he said, oh, there's a motel with a TV antenna. And I thought, okay, he's anxious. Um, it wasn't for me. <laughs> we got to the hotel. He whisked me through a, a buffet dinner, and I went into the bathroom to change my 
clothes into a nightgown and uh, got out and he was talking to his aunt long distance on the phone and Texas lost. And that was Don's from Texas. And um, he was literally sick to his stomach. And I had no idea what was going on. I just thought, gosh, this guy must be nervous. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he wasn't nervous. He was sad. And so that was our first night of uh, our honeymoon. Second uh, day, we went up to Vail, and um, we were riding the gondola watching. I was ooing and eyeing about the beautiful trees, and Don looked at me, and he said, when you've seen a tree, you've seen a tree. Oh, man. And I thought, okay, he's not into trees. And so he looked at his watch, and he said, we have to get to Denver. And I said, Why? Denver is the least romantic place you can go on your honeymoon. <laughs> and he said, well, Sally, the Green Bay Packers are playing the Dallas Cowboys this afternoon. We've got to find a television. <laughs> so I said, okay. And I said, well, I'm kind of hungry. And he said, well, I saw a, a little market over here. <laughs> he said, let's stop and get some cheese and crackers and we'll get to Denver. Well, he got a speeding ticket going down, oh. going down the mountain because he was so anxious to find a hotel with a television. You see, my, the honeymoon wasn't, wasn't about me. <laughs> it was all about football. So mm. <clears throat> that day we, we got a, a holiday in and um, we got into the room and me not knowing anything about football, I said, oh, that guy has your same name. This was a Dallas Cowboy <laughs> guy, Don Meredith. And he looked at me and he said, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, no, 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 he's got your name. <laughs> and Don said, do you know anything about football? And I said, no, and I could care less. <laughs> so we had not been married 24 hours Mm. And he had been sick to his stomach. Well, the Dallas Cowboys lost, so he's sick to his stomach again. And it, the honeymoon was not about me at all. Uh, and, mm. and it wasn't about him. It was all about football. And the honeymoon was over. Both of his teams lost. And so the, oh. the next morning, we got up, went to gather our uh, wedding stuff and head to our assignment that Crusade had sent us to. And so by the by the third morning... I looked at him, and he looked at me. We did not say this out loud until much, much later in our life when we realized we said the same thing. But I looked at him, and I thought, what on earth have I married? Mm -hmm. What have I done? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I was happy being single, and now mm. I'm married, and this is not what it was cracked up to be. He was looking at me with the same thought. I can't, I'm, I'm a Christian, I can't get a divorce, I can't get mm -hmm. out of this, what am I going to do? And so that's how we started out. Praise God, we started out that way. Mm -hmm. Because what happened next was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, for the first two years of our married life, it was a disaster. Um, we loved our ministry. So we loved working on the college campus, and again, it was the Jesus Revolution. Kids mm -hmm. were coming, becoming Christians by the droves. And so we, we were excited during the day being out on the college campus, but then we'd come home at night, and it was like, mm. this is mm -hmm. no fun uh, being together. And so one day, um, <clears throat> Don did not say this to me, but he said it to the Lord. He just said, Lord, if you made marriage, can you make it work? Because it's not working. Mm -hmm. And I cry when I think about it. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, because it was the beginning of the change in us. Mm. Now, I've told so many people, thank the Lord, thank God, that we, we married in the whole. Mm-hmm. We did not marry absolutely adoring each other, loving each other. We had no idea what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But because Don got into Scripture, it began to change our life. Yeah. And so when he, uh, he didn't know where to go in Scripture, so he thought, well, Genesis 1, I'll start there. That's really mm-hmm. how it started. Yeah. Not because he knew anything, not because he even knew where to go, mm-hmm. but he had asked the Lord the question, can you make it work? Mm. And he got into Genesis 1, and he was, that was the, probably the first time I really saw my husband cry. Mm. And he mm-hmm. teared up in talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm about Genesis 1, and he looked at me one day and he said, Sally, God made marriage to reflect his image, and we're doing everything but that. Mm. Mm. We're reflecting our own image. We're reflecting Satan. We're not reflecting God at all. Mm. And he said, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that, but I want to do it. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. As as I am with you, wiping mm. tears, because I know that our marriage, our marriage has been impacted. Gio and Susie's marriage has been impacted, and and many, many that we can't even name. There's so many people, but um, how many people are in that place that you and Don were? Like, mm-hmm. First, yeah. what Just what are we do- what are we what are we doing, and what did we do? <laughs> Done. And we know divorce is not the answer, you know, and and yet. You know that, and 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 one of the interesting things about your story is that you both were thriving in ministry, uh-huh. and how easy it is to just your whole identity in your marriage uh-huh. becomes what you do out for there. me out there. Uh-huh. But you come home, and how I mean, I I would definitely say that was part of our story as uh-huh. well. So many parts of your story is very similar uh-huh. to ours, and um, but. As we, you you said you were two years in? <clears throat> two years in. And I think you had, um, how many well, kids at this point? Well, uh, the, Todd came along after, uh, within the, that, that first year. year, and then Carmen came along in the second year. So they're mm-hmm. just 12 months apart. Yeah. So at, at that point, I was in diapers, mm-hmm. uh, big time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Don was really learning. And, and what Don was doing, Don had a great... Um, personality for logic mm-hmm. and so he would learn something and he would put it into practice on me <laughs> and so when he would put it into practice on me i began to see a, a real change in him so mm. he began to not be so focused on now he loved football i'm, I'm not <laughs> saying he ever stopped loving football right but he began to focus on what i liked rather than what he liked Mm-hmm. And so he would ask me, what do I want to do on the weekend rather than what he wanted to do on the weekend? Now, <clears throat> like I say, he never stopped loving uh, football. I think that's football. important for people to hear. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He didn't change, but what mm-hmm. he began to do is think about me more. Mm-hmm. And that whole issue of reflecting God's image as a couple uh, we were, um, and I, I visualize it, looking into a mirror and seeing Jesus Christ as a couple mm-hmm. or looking into a mirror and seeing us back-to-back in division. Mm-hmm. And the first two years of our life, we were back-to-back in division. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And we began to see each other coming face to face with Jesus Christ in the middle of us mm-hmm. in that mirror. And, um, and often when we would have a spat, which we did regularly, um, we would go back to that vision, and he would say, you know, we're, we're really not reflecting God's image right now. And boy, did that convict both of us. And of course, I thought it was always his fault. <laughs> and we went, uh, and usually it was, no. <laughs> um, but that, then that second principle re- re- reproducing that image in children. <clears throat> we had just had our first two children uh, when we were convicted that if, if our marriage isn't a godly marriage, how on earth are we going to expect our two children to grow up not only loving the Lord, mm-hmm. but how, how do we expect them to get married and have, have a good marriage? Mm-hmm. So it really began to convict us on what, what is a relationship all about with our children mm. and loving them by faith as well as loving each other by faith? So that's that, that mm. second part there was yeah. that Don loved me by faith, not by performance. Mm. And so we began to apply that to our two little mm. tiny kids at that point. <laughs> we went on to have four children. Um, but as, as each one came along, we were very convicted. How are, how are we doing? How are we reflecting God's image to our children? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that third one was that, that we're in a battle. Mm-hmm. And Satan wants to destroy marriages. And <clears throat> we realized early on that had Satan had his way, <laughs> we would have never had a good marriage because we were so different. Mm. And, and, and God intended that. God intended the differences mm-hmm. in marriage, but we didn't know that. Uh, so we began to learn about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And Don began to learn how mm-hmm. I was gifted and how I was wired and what made me happy. And he began to focus on that rather than changing me how he wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time he looked at me and he said, do you have any goals? And I said, I have no idea what you're even talking about. <laughs> and he said, well, do you have a five-year plan? And I said, five-year? <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what plan. I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> but he, he was very goal-oriented, and so he had these plans mm-hmm. that often came about. Well, I never had a plan in my life. And so, but he began to love me mm-hmm. without my plan, without yeah. having a plan. Mm-hmm. And that I was flexible with his plans. Mm. And that, that began to change his um, lack of performance for me, that I didn't have to perform for him, mm-hmm. that I just had to be myself and just kind of come mm-hmm. along and, and go with his plans because he loved his plans. Mm-hmm. And I began to see that those plans were exactly what I needed because I wasn't goal-oriented. Mm. So the spiritual gifts issue began to be a big thing to us and how we're wired, how we're gifted. And then he would encourage me in my gifts and I would encourage him in his gifts rather than trying to change the mm. other one to be more like we were. That's so that, so that's, that's that whole this, Genesis 1, reflect, yeah. reproduce, and reign. It was clear. You know, as I'm sitting here... Um, I just, I just want the listeners to key in on some of the things because what we often hear, and usually it's in the ministry space, pastors and their spouses, mm-hmm. but it's also businessmen and 
all kinds of professions that are out there is we get the leftovers mm. when we get home. And it sounded like that was early on. Your mm-hmm. ministry life was awesome, mm-hmm. but you were giving each other the leftovers when you when you would come home. And just what you shared, Sally, the the beauty of allowing and and, and I, I truly believe God's word is inspired mm-hmm. and that's what we lean on. Mm-hmm. But God used both of you in the midst of those trials mm-hmm. to to birth something out of scripture, starting with Genesis one. And I always thought he said Sally, I'm going to go to Genesis 1. I'm going to prove to you what a, what a good wife is going to be. <laughs> That's probably how I started. <laughs> but, I, but I think it was it's so good to hear what you're saying right now because most people would have just walked away mm. at year, I don't even know if year two, maybe even earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but sharing those faith principles to, to help us to be reminded of why we're married mm. What's it's a greater purpose than just oh, we just do life together, you know, we liked each other, you know, and and then the hard times come, and then you yeah. have nothing really, yeah. no basis to, to sit on yeah. or to stand on, I should say. And I would have to say, love for us, we had no idea what that was because we didn't know each other. Um, love came in, in gradual steps mm. as we began to love each other by faith. Mm. And not try to change each other. Um, and I can recall 10 years into the marriage, one day we were in Washington, D.C., living there, <clears throat> and it just dawned on me what I had in this man. <laughs> it took me 10 years mm. to see all the gifts that he had and, and how God was using that, not only in my life and our kids' lives, but in other people's lives. Mm. It took a long time. <sighs> for me to understand who he was. Same thing with him. It took him a long time to understand who I was and that God had really given us to each other as a gift, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, that we were to do life together, each with different gifts, each with a set of mm-hmm. uh, different loves mm-hmm. that we had. Um, but I remember uh, asking Carmen just recently, one of our uh, daughters, um, as you grew up in our home, what would you say would would be a, a really neat thing? And she said, "You never pushed religion on us. You 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 modeled a relationship with mm. Jesus Christ, and it was a daily thing. Mm. And it wasn't that we were perfect. We certainly weren't. And my kids saw me lose my temper more often than not. Um, but we but it was a relationship. It mm. was Don and I had a relationship with Jesus Christ first and foremost. Mm-hmm and then with each other, and then with the children. So the children were never above our relationship, and they knew that. We told them that. Mm-hmm. You know, They were not number one in our lives. Nope. <laughs> we weren't uh, helicopter parents mm-hmm. and whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we let them learn um, a- as they grew up. But, but it was a faith relationship with Jesus Christ, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. That's so good. I'm trying to jump in and you just you just process, right? Like you're just being reminded of the con- the many conversations that we've been able to have uh, as Tammy and I along with you and Susie were able to to have such a great relationship with you and Don mm-hmm. and uh, the way that you guys mentored and discipled and 
uh, have shared these principles throughout the years <clears throat> and then to think about how we've been impacted by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Don, to your point, uh, as he as he looked at Genesis 2 and he thought, wow, as sure as God brought Eve to Adam, mm-hmm. God brought Sally to me. Uh, and then as both of you were able to embrace that, uh, as sure as God brought Eve to Adam, God, God brought Don to you. And, and I think about his statement that um, early on, if God had allowed him to to pray a prayer where God would change you, mm. uh, but then to experience so many years later, be thankful. Thank you, Lord, mm-hmm. that you 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 didn't give me the option of the prayer, <laughs> and and that you didn't answer that because how you made Sally is is exactly what I needed. And so, what a testimony to be able to from from a widow's perspective be able to reflect back on uh, the challenges. Mm-hmm. that God brought you through and the opportunity that you had to be able to, by faith, uh, love one another and then model that mm-hmm. uh, for your children. Mm-hmm. I think as we, uh, I, I, it's funny, I thought about singles. Mm-hmm. I thought about how many singles are out there that maybe, so, so it's never prescriptive per se, right? I think sometimes we give our examples and we think that we write this prescription and people need to go and do the same thing. But I do think that it's descriptive Mm -hmm. in the sense of, I mean, you guys knew each other and you dated for six weeks Mm -hmm. and you got married and you had some pretty honest conversation. Don, go get counseling. (laughs) (laughs) And and he obeyed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes. Um... But then coming back and he got married. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of single people out there that have a desire. And if God's given you that desire, delight yourself in the Lord and mm-hmm. he'll give you the desires of your heart. And it could be that you've got that person right in front of you, mm-hmm. uh, but you've got this checklist and you feel like they don't they don't, they don't check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's pretty obvious that you guys realized early on, oh man, mm-hmm. you, you didn't check the boxes. Uh, but fast forward. Mm. And when you began to realize, oh my goodness, uh, there's all these boxes I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. uh, but but God did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that sometimes, I'm, I'm not sure that this is going to come out right, but I think back to when 29, well, actually 32 year, plus years, when we started dating, if I had had the the checklist, yeah. you know, and you and you did it wasn't your Bible. I and, saw it. And you and you make it all nice and pretty, and you put it on your mirror, and you pray for it daily. Like, I don't think you would have. Like, I think I would have come up with a list that I don't know that anybody could have checked the boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa, same thing. Me for you, probably. Um, I kid, but <laughs> the room to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like sometimes people miss out because you're a nice guy and all these things, but you're not X, Y, and Z. You don't, you know, I I love the analogy of find someone who's running after God and then Mm. you run after God and you'll meet up. Like, I love Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it's ideal. But I just (laughs) remember when we started dating, my mantra was, um, if, if, if it can be worked through, then work through it. If I come across something I can't live with for the rest of my life, then that ought to probably be a red flag to say go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I feel like that just gave room for us mm-hmm. both to, you know, grow. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounds like that's what it was for you. I love, Sally, the statement that you made that mm-hmm. of how different you were, but God intended that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a mistake. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you know, bad choice here. Now, now try to make amends. But he intends for those differences. Right. right. 
right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I just think that's that's beautiful because I've talked with a lot of ladies that said we're just so different. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't know if this can work. And mm-hmm. praise God, they're different. That's a good yes. thing. Yeah. You don't want yes. to marry somebody like you. You do not. <laughs> think that would about be boring. Think about that. I know. I think about that. Well, and that's a really that's a lie. That's a, that's that a, a lie. the lie. And there's so many lies that come at yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and it's not just in the first couple of years. It's all, all the way through. Yeah. All um, the way through. And but being able to to go back to truth and be able to trust God's word mm-hmm. and seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, mm-hmm. all these things will be added unto you. And and then then and then to be able to to have that legacy down the road mm-hmm. of you know, I mean, you're still in ministry, Sally. Yeah, you're absolutely. still doing stuff. Yeah. So it's not like you said, okay, I'm done. I'm ready to sit yeah. on the couch. Yeah. But you guys can look. You can look back and say, in our marriage, God used us. Mm-hmm. And we're there's four of you in front of you. Yeah. That God used that message to change things because mm-hmm. we were in ministry too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were doing what we thought was the best. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was it was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best. Well, right now I have um, the majority of my grandchildren are teenagers. Mm. So I've got them from 24 down to 12. Uh, The 12-year-old thinks she's a teenager. (laughs) Um, But all of them are at the age where they're either dating or they're not dating. Um, They're looking forward to marriage. And so right now this has been an an enriching time Mm. Um, for me as a grandmother to really talk to them. I've told them our story, and they all laugh, and they had no idea. They just always thought Nana and Poppy always loved each other, right? right? (laughs) Uh, They had no idea our background. And so Jordan, uh, the other day, he said, Nana, would you please write this down? Because not only do I want it for myself, I would like it for my children. Mm. When they come along, they want our story. And so I am writing our, our memoirs, but it's because the grandkids won. They think it's funny how yeah. how how bad it was <laughs> when we got when we got married, and they're hoping that that doesn't happen to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really been interesting just this summer, uh, just to talk about to the teenagers about marriage and what it's all about and what it's cracked up to be and what it's not cracked up to be and. Mm-hmm. How important Scripture is, and how important it is to, um, you know, Susie, as you say, to run after Jesus, to mm-hmm. to constantly put Him in the forefront, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm trying to communicate to all the the grandkids that Jesus has to be number one, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they're going to marry somebody very different mm-hmm. from them, and praise mm-hmm. God they will because they need somebody that's different from them. So I think that that's you know very important concept Mm -hmm. that we don't marry somebody like ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be terribly boring. (laughs) I I remember when uh, when Don received the cancer diagnosis, Mm -hmm. which we should probably link the video to the podcast because Don shared a few things. Uh, I was remembering as you shared the 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 beginning years of your marriage. Don used the word you would spark. Yeah, one another, and it wasn't positive. Oh, even to the end, <laughs> I sparked. You were my whole life. I sparked. You, you, you sparked each other, but, but there was a transformation. No, he didn't spark me. I no. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a transformation yeah. because at one point that sparking uh, is the visual of you were bringing out the worst in each other. Mm-hmm. But there was a transformation uh, by faith. Yeah. 
in God's word where you embraced the design, mm-hmm. God's design in each one, and you started to bring out the best in each one, and you said it wasn't fun. Uh, but again, the transformation brought fun. I think mm-hmm. about how you know your testimony. Hey, Don was fun. He was a member of yeah. the roller coaster yeah. society, and I think about all the conversations with Don. Gio was with me in this one conversation where we were talking to Don and what it was like to be confused with the, with the Don Meredith. Yeah, and I think he felt like he was the Don Meredith, and the other guy was just some other guy because he said he said, "Yeah, I used to get." Um, I used to get Don Meredith's. Yeah. He said, uh, you know, and he used to get my mail all the time. So it wasn't that Don got his mail. It was that the quarterback (laughs) Don Meredith got his mail. They actually banked at the same bank. (laughs) So we often would get the other Don Meredith. We thought we had a lot of money. (laughs) And he thought he was broke. Man, so many great stories, and um, I love how how you guys have been transparent, though, and sharing those early years, because sometimes people don't want to share them, but that gives a lot of people hope, Yeah, because if the authors of Two Becoming One went through that, Mm -hmm. then it's okay. We we all go through our trials. Just don't believe the lies that come from Satan, and um, and Sally, this is what I got to say, and I may speak for all of us here, I don't know, but... Your, your tank is anything but empty. Mm. You've got a full tank. And thank you for spending that time with us, mm. for blessing these uh, the people that are listening to the podcast, but but yet what, what God's still doing yeah. in and through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a dream not too long ago. Well, I've had several dreams of Don since he, since mm-hmm. he left. A couple of them were really sweet, kind, mm-hmm. uh, very comforting. But then I had a dream, and I think this is an important dream. Um, <clears throat> in our dream, in my dream, we were arguing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that never ends. <laughs> even a- even you after he dies, you're arguing in your dream. So we were arguing, and, and when I woke up, I had no idea what the argument was about. But in my spirit, God said, Do not put him on a pedestal, mm. he is human. The pedestal belongs to me and me Mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. And that was a real eye-opening thing to me because as Don has died and I look back on his life, and he was an unbelievable guy. You all know that. Mm -hmm. Um, He had such godly traits, and and I loved that about him. But the Lord really warned me, and I think that, that is for all of us, that when we are married to a wonderful uh, person, that God doesn't. God wants that throne for Him and Him alone. Mm-hmm. And that was just a. It was a very um, beautiful warning to mm. me not to set Him up as having per- perfection, because mm-hmm. He never has and never will. It's only Jesus Christ who that's is right. on that pedestal. Yeah, that's good. So that was a that was a very interesting dream, and I've not had any dreams since then. It mm. was it was a couple really sweet dreams, and then that one, and that was it was like okay, the Lord's done. <laughs> uh, I don't know if He's done or not, but telling me um, you had a wonderful life, you had a wonderful marriage. Yeah, praise God for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this this won't be the last time that we 
bring you on, Sally, to get some more wisdom and background. And uh, we hope that this was encouraging uh, to many marriages out there. Man, even share it with, with someone that's single. I think there's a lot about that story that yep. that even singles could draw from. But ultimately, uh, we love the fact that that we point to Jesus the relationship that we can have with him, the ultimate sacrifice that he paid, uh, and that we seek to please the Lord in the way we live our lives by living a life of faith. Uh, and sometimes it's easy, and then other times it's really challenging. Uh, but thank God for all of those opportunities where the Lord reveals himself and does that sanctifying work in our life. Yeah. So as we close, one thing I got to figure out is how not to be a stumbling block to Susie that she doesn't keep putting me on that pedestal. <laughs> I got to figure that one out. <laughs> I, got, so, I got some notes for you. <laughs> Sally, thank you. And um, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, as well as our, our website, ChristianFamilyLife.com. Thank you. And we'll catch you at the next one. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Christian Family Life podcast. Be sure to subscribe. To learn more about the ministry, visit our website at ChristianFamilyLife.com. There you can subscribe to our newsletter and find all the social media links where we offer resources to help strengthen your marriage. Until next time, remember, God created marriage. He can make it work. <laughs>